What does it mean to run the damn ball? Man, I never really thought about that question. I'd say to run the damn ball is to just give it, give it your all. You know what I mean? The way, the way it just flows when you say run the damn ball is just like put everything aside, clear your mind, that mental block, and just go for it. Let's get in the end zone. Bramble's tackle, push the ball back a yard. Martinez will flip it out and it's caught. Welcome back to Run the Damn Ball. This is your host, Daniel Magnuson. We got Andrew Pfeiffer on today as he drove from Omaha to Lincoln to be here. We also got Chancellor Brewington joining the podcast. He is entering a super senior season with Nebraska football, also wears number 82, and he delivers the meanest crack block ever seen in Memorial Stadium. Today, we'll be hearing some of his story and also some cool stuff he has planned for the future. Chancellor, we're excited to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate it. Um, seeing your stuff on Twitter, so I'm excited to be here. Awesome, man. All right, is there is there a story behind you being named Chancellor? So Chancellor is actually my, my dad's middle name. So his... His name is Jamie Chancellor Bruinton, and that is his mom's maiden name. So that'd be my grandma's maiden name. Yeah, so you kind of have a double last name name then. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, uh, well, I mean, Andrew, you can talk about it. You did, he did the Fordham game. Mm. So you were on the radio for that. Yes. So your first career touchdown was actually a game that I called. And so when you were just walking in here, that's what I was playing on my laptop. So you probably heard your name when you walked in. You know, what the hell's going on? But I have a pretty, I'll show you if you want to see it. But it is me calling your first touchdown. And here I'll pull it up so you can see it. Throw the ball this time. And that's going to be a touchdown on the flat. So, yeah, your first career touchdown was my first career game of being calling that game, okay. which was super cool. Yeah. And especially when I saw on Twitter that um, you posted about wanting to do a podcast where you could bring your friends on. And I was like, I, I can't not like I got to take advantage of that. And of I was really happy that we were able to reach out to you and be able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, again, we like to thank you for having you on, man. So um, it's uh, there's going to be a lot of, especially with, you know, now that Adrian Martinez is gone and, like, he his podcast, you know, he doesn't have a show, like, at least Nebraska-based anymore, mm -hmm. that leaves a wide open room, like, range for podcasts and shows to develop. And that will immediately – like, I your tweet got – like 500 600 likes mm -hmm. just saying that you wanted to do that and be like on with players and be real and like do your yeah. thing and i think that's such an untapped market that people haven't discovered yet yeah. so that just has a lot of potentials what i was gonna say yeah 100 percent. i think the biggest thing that me and some of the guys just wanted to do was i feel like the there's a big disconnect between um uh fans and football athletes especially um just because we have the helmet on, we got the shoulder pads on, we don't really look like, look like, like superheroes out there. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. people don't see us as humans. So like just to be in this type of format, kind of like a locker room setting, 
mm-hmm. and just really be able to chop it up and we might not even talk about ball the whole time because sometimes like we people don't realize that man that's all we are around all day is ball like you know when we jump on certain interviews it's it's cool to talk about it sometimes but then we just we just want to shoot the shit and just and just have fun so that's that's kind of what we're thinking that's awesome. No, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, every every athlete needs that. Every player, even. I think you brought up a really good point, maybe because, you know, you got the shoulder pads on, the helmet on. To others, you look like just the superhero. And to a lot of people, especially in the state of Nebraska, right. you pretty much are. Yeah. And, you know, there's someone on the inside of the shell that obviously is a person, too, no different than you or I, and, you know, needs to be able to express their voice and their opinion. And I think that's that'll be a great platform for you to be able to do that. So... Um, did you kind of, do you kind of want to explain like what you were hoping to do with your podcast? You just wanted to bring on as many players, like uh, promote yourself right now. Yeah, if you really, yeah, we're already on the topic. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, it's going to be called what's the word. Um, we already have, uh, we have a little segment on 93.7. So we'll go in there like once a week and we'll chop it up with, uh, uh, Derek Pearson. Um, mm-hmm. that's our guy DP. Um, but also we want to, that's kind of censored and there's only certain things we can talk about. So we also want to have actual podcasts. We can really have the guys on and maybe I'll tweet out a little thing like, Hey, who y'all want on this week? And the fans will just reach out and say, it's, you know, say it's, uh, someone who's someone saying, uh, Lante Brown. So say we have Tay on and we'll just. We'll, we'll show a different side of Tay that people haven't seen. And maybe I haven't seen either, you know, because um, when you really get to sit down and break someone's story down, there's certain things that might come up that it might derail the whole script and we might have to go off script and just really dive into who that person is. But also to get that locker room vibe of uh, just how we really communicate and just the things we do with outside of football because um, football is – you know, it's a big part of our lives, but man, we got some guys have girlfriends, some guys have uh, family situations, uh, family members sick. You know, there's real, we got to pay rent every month. Like there's real things that are going on. You know, we got bills, we got, we got um, a bunch of things going on. So for us to have that platform, be able to get that out to people, I think that would be um, a, a mindset change for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I really like what you said earlier, and, you know, to finish off that, like, um, you guys are, I mean, there's so many different places that are represented on the team, like mm-hmm. West Coast, East Coast, I mean, Man. you're from Arizona, there's guys from all over on the team, so it's really cool to have that, that uh, like, you know, camaraderie of people from all over the place in our country, and uh, also, I mean, I think part of, part of the reason people see football players as just football players, just from afar, like, yeah. as a fan's perspective, I think part of it's, like, I mean, in football, you're wearing a helmet, right? Yeah. People don't really see the faces. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's sort of like, you know, people say football is like a contact sport. Like, really? It's like kind of like a gladiator sport. You know, these, so they kind of you have like to sacrifice your body. There, like, you know? we're in the off season, and so you have a, a real wrap on your hand. Like, mm-hmm. what's your, you know, what's your situation with your right hand right um, now? So I had surgery, got um, some pins out. So I just have some stitches right now. That's why the wrap is here. Um but yeah, that's that's basically yeah, I get it off in like five days. Oh, that's good. Up. Yeah. Were you were you playing with an injury last year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it was kind of just something I uh, just had to deal with, you know, just, just kind of like you said that gladiator, gladiator mentality. But yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so um, my question, I mean, obviously, I know Frost doesn't like to talk about players' yeah. personal injuries. Uh, I respect the confidentiality of that, but uh, so you were playing with, was it that hand last season that was mm-hmm. bothering you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been able to tell. That's the thing that, like, like you just said, you wouldn't even have been able to tell that. Like, just by looking at you or looking at someone out on the field, you don't know if they're injured or mm-hmm. you don't know if they're dealing with something. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just part of the game. Like, if you love it enough, you'll you'll push through it. But there's also, like, a a downside, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You might have to miss some time because you put your body on the line. Yeah. I mean, the last game was the Iowa game. I remember we, we had to talk about this eventually, right? Like, I remember I watched, like, a sideline video. And so... It's like you were you came and made a block on the right side of the goal mm-hmm. line. I think either Yan or Smothers like got in the end zone, and like the noise that like you could hear from the sideline of you hitting <laughs> like, the guy on the outside, mm-hmm. like that that was like one of the best videos I've ever seen in football. Like, so like what was going through your head like when you were like, like about to do that? Um, it's crazy because uh, we had we had scored on them earlier that game with that same play. We just ran it to the other side on the far end zone and um, I mean the uh, usually like there'll be some type of flat defender if it's a corner or an outside linebacker safety that's usually there so that's the dude I'm a collision with and you know the first one uh, dude didn't want no problem so it was kind of just one of them where like I just run and just kind of just whatever so it wasn't no big collision and then the next one I had seen um, they alerted it to their corner so I already knew it was, it was it was either you know like he gonna win or I'm gonna win, and I, I already knew I was gonna win. But uh, as I'm coming in motion, I saw him. If you watch the film, he he takes a couple steps back, and he kind of gets a head start at me, and then he buckles down last second, you know, because I mean it's he's in a tough position because you know playing football you gotta also defend a pass because there's a pass out of there you could I could sneak off into the flat or I could there could be a tight end pop behind so. It was funny though because when I hit him, it was one of them like clean ones. I don't know if y'all ever play baseball, where you hit yeah. it right on the barrel. It feel yeah, like you yeah. don't even you don't even feel it get hit. So when I hit him, I popped him, and then I didn't know where he went. Like he literally went <laughs> into the ground, and I was I was looking around, and then when I saw him. I was like, oh dang, like he's messed up right now. Like, I seen his eyes; it was all crossed, or whatever. And then I had got up, and and it was crazy because like a couple of nights before. LeBron hit like a game winner and he was like doing like the uh like big balls <laughs> so then I knocked bro out and then um as I was running to the sideline I did that same celebration and like all the guys on like uh Wino, Tay, all the other guys were doing the same dance. It was funny. That's funny. Well, because you got the ultimate head start on that play because I watched from the like the broadcast angle and you started like left left side of the field like in motion. Mm-hmm. And like that guy just waiting there, like, oh no, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy though. But he's the one who ended up picking the uh, game-winning pick. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. So he didn't, he didn't. Oh man, he didn't. So, he completely knocked out then. Yeah. So he he recovered. A big shout out to him. But I mean, we gonna give him that shit. But yeah. Yeah. Um, He'll know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll, they'll remember that. Um, so you're from Arizona. What are some things you did growing up there, uh, and how did your childhood help you? Uh, get to where you are now. Um, AZ is hot, but I mean, when I was younger, I moved all over the place. Um, my dad played professional baseball, so we were we were all over the place. Um, we he played 
like three, four years in MLB, but he played 12 years minor. So we was going, I didn't live in, I didn't went to Canada, I didn't went to New York, I didn't went to Florida for spring training in Louisiana, like Shreveport, like we don't went everywhere. I was when I was young though, but we settled in AZ. And um, I mean, still out there, my dad became, he was a scout, he um, always involved with baseball. So my childhood growing up was all baseball. Um, just a lot of, a lot of dugouts, a lot of spring trainings, a lot of, a lot of, a whole lot of spring trainings. But um, yeah, did not know your dad was in the MLB. That was really yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. What yeah. what organ? Do you know organizations he was? Uh, I think I, I could probably name all. He was with. He played in the MLB with the Giants. I was like when Barry Bonds was there and oh, Deion God. Sanders and uh, yeah, he has a lot of stories of that. Um, and then he played with the Indians. I want to say that was when Manny Ramirez was there. Oh, yeah. I saw Manny Ramirez play in person. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then he or wait. He with the Twins, yeah. Royals, um, Red Sox. It's a lot of teams. Was it hard for you to, like, be moving around a lot as a kid? Well, I mean, I was so young, I don't barely remember it. But um, I would say no. Just because I mean I have my mom there, so yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. guys, you guys eventually settled in Arizona. Then, mm-hmm. what age were you when you started that? Uh, I was super young. I couldn't even remember. My sister was a couple years older than me. She was born in AZ, but it's crazy because like she was the only one born in AZ, but she's the oldest, and I was born in North Carolina, Kinston. So my dad was my dad's actually from uh, Greenville, North Carolina, but he was actually playing ball somewhere out there. And then my sister was born in uh, uh, Long Rhode Island, Rhode Island. Yeah. So you guys were all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. Wow. My parents have a lot of stories for sure. So obviously you have like athlete in your background with mm-hmm. your dad being a pro baseball player. Uh, did you see, you know, when you were younger, did you see yourself, you know, either playing baseball or, you know, reaching this point? Um. Like, if you would have told me, like, when I was growing up, I was going to play football, I'd probably have been like, oh, like, hell no. Like, <laughs> because I was, I was like, a real, I was a real baseball player. Like, I lived and breathed it. I could, my favorite team was Pirates. I could have told you everyone on the MLB roster. I could have told you they top 15 prospects in the minor leagues. Like, I was a diehard baseball guy. But That's um, awesome. I have football in my roots, though. My granddad played for the Raiders and my uncle played for the Jets. So, like that's it's in my blood so and my dad played uh football too but um it really started my in high school my junior year um i had more well, my sophomore year i have really just came out and like tried out for a little seven on seventeen and uh they put me on varsity and the kind of rest was history so high school was really my first years playing football that's awesome so you, you didn't play tackle wow. football until high school uh, I played one year of eight man when I was in third grade, and then my mom told me I couldn't play no more. Yeah. <laughs> now, now look. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. She said it was too violent. Yeah, yeah. That's how my parents were. They they told me if I didn't work out all summer before, I couldn't play. So, oh, my parents didn't give a shit. They're like, you're just, gonna, <laughs> yeah. just go go get beat up and have fun. Like, yeah. All right. But that I mean, look at look at where it's got you. I mean. You you said that well pretty much you started when you were a freshman in high school sophomore like, sophomore so yeah. sophomore even more impressive like but the, they didn't let me play though I didn't 
I didn't play my sophomore year, so my first year playing was junior year, really. Like, they didn't put me on the field. Like, I was, like, oh, yeah. kind of just a kid with potential, and they didn't, you know. But, yeah. Now you're playing at a Division one level, oh, man. Hey. Wow. That's kind of a long shot. Did you want to talk about, um, you know, that, that kind of migrates into that next question? Oh, yeah. So, um, with, the you know, you playing your last three years of high school and football, know how did you end up going to northern arizona were there any other options you wanted out there but um yeah uh my junior after my junior year i've got probably like 10 offers and it was like basically like all the mountain west um so like that's like uh utah state like those type of like wyoming like those type of schools and then had a couple like i think i had new mexico and some other sunbelt school so I really didn't even have an FCS offer in high school. And then it just happened to where my senior year, I was so focused on, I was playing three three sports at the time. Like I'm playing ball all year round, just like trying to, ha- just trying to be a kid, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, college football is a, a crazy industry and mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand the whole um, keeping in contact with coaches and making sure, you know, things are still on the table. So when it got to a point where my senior senior year ended, I just tried to start like ramping up conversations back with coaches. And I, I, you know, thought I still had the offers, whatever, you know, that that the rivals was reporting and all this stuff. And I would call them, they would be like, oh yeah, we we had a coaching change. Like I don't work that no more. I was like, wait, what? And it happened with like four schools in a row. So I was, you know, I got down to my last school, I was gonna commit to Utah State. I remember I called, uh, forget his name, but I called the coach and I was like, yeah, like I want to commit. And he was like, well, I'm sorry. We gave it to a Juco dude yesterday. And I was like, dang. So I'm in December. I'm in December. No, I'm in, this is December. We signed in February and I don't have nowhere to go. Like I'm talking all 10 division one offers off the table. And, um, the N8 Northern Arizona, they always were in my ear. Like, look, if you don't have nowhere to go, um let us know and and i called him and i was like look like here's a situation like can y'all come down to the crib like can we talk so they came down to the crib and um they even didn't even have any spots like they kind of just i don't know how they how they did it but they made some room and then um obviously they weren't planning on getting me ever but it worked out um naturally and i i actually ended up being like one, like the number one FCS signee because like I didn't have any FCS offers so it just happened that way and um, they uh, they welcomed me with open arms and I appreciate them. That's awesome and how long were you at Northern Arizona for? I was there for three and a half years. Three and a half? Basically three, three yeah three and a half graduated and then um, yeah I moved here. That's awesome so what was that migration like going from North like why Nebraska like what how did Nebraska present themselves to you? Like, did they reach out to you or was it kind of like a mutual thing? Like, how did Nebraska get into that picture? Um, well, uh, Coach Lubick, he had recruited me in high school a little bit when he was at Oregon. Um, so familiar face, familiar name, um, and just on the tape and it just kind of happened naturally. At a um, time, my uncle, uh, Toby Wright, Javen Wright's dad, um, he played here, he was a um second round draft day back in the day so um he had some juice here and kind of got my name in the door and you know 
And then, so the podcast you're starting mm-hmm. soon. What's yeah. the word, right? What's the word? Yep. WTW. Got it. So um, I guess we can plug that social media later. But so it's going to be you and then Javen Wright. And Noah Plug Gates. Got it. Yeah. AZ Boy. That's are awesome. You, so are there any other Arizona guys? I don't know if Ty Robinson is. but Chubba Purdy. Oh, yeah. Baron Miles Jr. Uh, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, me and, me and, uh, me and Chubba's uh, dads play together when uh, huh. it was a, with the Giants. Oh, in the MLB? Uh, I think they played. They were my dad was young. He, I think he was in like AA at the time, okay. like right before he went out. But yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that, that's cool. So wait, so you're related to Javen then? Uh, we're like play cousins. Oh, I see, I see. But I mean, his family, my family, my family, his family. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So I, I guess that probably played a role, and you ended up here pretty 100%, big. One hundred percent. He's my yeah. roommate. We do everything together. Yeah. That's what's up. I'm trying to find the found it. The what's the word WTW mm-hmm. podcast and on the radio uh, ninety seven three the ticket. Um, the at I'm just looking at the at at w at w what's the word on Twitter. So there's a plug. There you go. Yeah, you guys are gonna be. You just want to be on Twitter. Where you're gonna post all the videos and stuff? Well, eventually we'll get YouTube and and all that good stuff. But I mean, I just dropped a follow. Oh yeah, I gotta do the same thing. <laughs> Need that. Oh yeah, and then for those of y'all listening, me and Andrew are helping them do the video stuff. Yeah, yeah. For um, what's the word? Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, obviously it's gonna be nothing like this. It'll be a lot more. We'll have more cameras. We'll have more angles, and like we'll be able to kind of fully like. Yeah be able to get you guys in like a full production. So this was kind of just like scrambling last This time. is run the damn ball. We, yeah, we're, just, we're, like, we're, we're just, like, we're fucking around. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is the question I wanted to ask because I think it's, it can, there's gonna be a, like a big story behind this. So was there a play that you made in practice last year or like when was it that the whole team knew like, okay, like the Chancellor Brewington in motion block run play is like the play to run. We need some yards. Like when did people figure that out? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm be honest. Like, I, I, I mean, I did some of that at my old school, like a little bit. Like, there might be a screen where I gotta go dig out a backer, but like, that that wasn't like a reputation. Dudes know I was about stuff, but like, it wasn't it wasn't nothing crazy. So I think probably like week two in the camp, um, there was a, you know, you you go to from install to install, and uh, there's a couple plays where you have to go head up with a backer. And um, I, I I remember like it was just I remember uh, you kind of insert in the a gap and it's like in line like you got to really go head up with a backer and I I just went out, went in there with my head down and and uh, you you just heard a pop and then everyone was like wait who was that like it was like who was that and I was like oh that was bro and it was like oh and then I remember the next day they were watching on film and um, Coach Austin Coach Greg Austin. Um, the old O-line coach, he came up to me, he said, he said, you a bad motherfucker, boy. <laughs> I was like, I like, appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. He was like, you don't talk much, but you about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He didn't even think about putting you on the offensive line? Oh, no. <laughs> no, he's no better than that. Yeah. They need, to, they need to name that play after you or something, the Chancellor play. I was actually looking for, I was looking for one of the, the Iowa videos, and I ended up coming across Nuri's radio show, and he was talking about how 
I mean, I don't know if that, this happens like often or it's just that one play, but like whenever y'all watch film, like every, that's like the high one of the highlights of watching film is like, all right, here's the play where like mm-hmm. Brewery can blow someone's up. So yeah, uh, Coach Beck, he'll he'll run it through, but he's so he don't like to give no one a big head. Like it don't matter who you are, if you number one or number five, you know, on the board, like he gonna he gonna give you a props, but then he'll also be like, oh, you could have you could have done this better, or like. I remember Fordham, um, I kind of uh, hit dude and then I pushed him down. He was, you know, he was like, oh, don't push him down, don't push him down. He was like, but I like it. Being an asshole, I like it. Yeah. Kind of like Cam Jurgens bullying that OU dude. Oh, yeah, he had a dog. Cam a dog. Yeah. He's working with Jason Kelsey now. Yeah. Which is right. a, I'm a huge, I'm an Eagles fan, so okay. like watching watching Cam Jurgens go there and work with literally the best center in the NFL is like, crap. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I was surprised to see him go round two. I didn't. I thought. I mean, I thought he get drafted. I was like, dang, I didn't know he'd be that high. Yeah. I think. I think we. I think the players knew it because we didn't see like in the summertime, like right now. He runs with us. Oh, so like he, he so he's current. Is he running with no, you? No, oh, no, no, no. Like, like when he was. Like when he would run with the skill. Oh, like he wouldn't run with the big shit. guys all the time. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. So like you would. I I remember I first came up here. I didn't know no one's name. I didn't know nobody, and I was like. And I remember Cam was like one of the first dudes I met in the weight room, you know, because he was always in there. And um, I'm like, hey, how you doing, Cam? Whatever, okay. And we're running out. We run later that day at like four, and he's out there running with us. I'm like, wait, you play tight end? Like, what do you play? He's like, no, he's our center. And I said, what? How much he weigh? He's like, oh, he like 295. Doing full <laughs> sprints, change of direct, like full workout with us. Yeah. Oh my He's a bear. So, He's a beast though. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, obviously like they would switch they would go skill in line when we would do sprints. Like yeah. they would have lineman sprint and they'd give them a little more extra time and then the skills would go and they'd have shorter amount of time. <laughs> but saying that like a lineman is running with the skill that's terrifying. That's really cool though. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do we think's going pro? Maybe, maybe this is too early to say, but like, who do you think's going pro from this team right now? Um, I think Omar's got a shot. Yeah, he's pretty good. Omar's good. Ollie's good. People don't know how good Oliver is. Oliver Martin. Oliver Martin. He's, yeah. He. I think. I think he's won the most one-on-one battles like in one-on-one this spring I've ever seen. Like he literally like, I ain't nobody could guard him out there. Um, but yeah, he's good. Um, obviously Trey, um, I'm like, obviously I'm talking about older guys. Yeah. Trav, Casey. Wait, so you're listed as, as a tight end, but do you also do receiver stuff too? Yeah, well, in this new offense, like basically, in like half the time you can't even tell who the tight end is, to be okay. honest. So. There's a there's gonna be a lot of roles where um, a lot of the tight end there are gonna be multiple tight ends on the field running routes so that's kind of where I come in. I guess my only my only uh, <laughs> to talk about offense I hope they keep the I mean they they probably will because a lot of new offensive stuff. You say triple option. Well, that but they have to keep the the oh, the crack yeah, block. They will. They I mean, have at to. Least I hope they will. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they will. That's, I mean. We obviously didn't. That's not some a vocal point in the spring to go over that, right? So yeah, yeah. We probably, I mean, shoot, we probably had the best, um, like percentage rate of like success with that. I think we only got stopped one time, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan game. 
when we tried that. You know what I'm saying? What was that fourth down? Yeah, yeah. yeah that one hurt. Yeah, that uh, oh, yeah. that one hurt. That was a tough one. That was one of the coolest games. Even though we lost, that was one of the coolest atmospheres. Oh, when they did night games. Yeah, too. yeah. Crazy. I think I don't know what kind of night games they have going on for next. I know they have a couple. So but... Indiana's a night game, and that's, that's homecoming. Was crazy last year. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was that fun. Was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. That was really yeah. fun. Fourth quarter when the lights went off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. I so was. You're going to Ireland in a little bit. That's yeah. that's gonna be really fun. Yeah. Are you you guys can get it like a week early? Yeah, we're. I think we're gonna get there on Monday or oh, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So you got a whole week in Ireland just to kind of mess around and. Well, <laughs> well I, no, no. They, they should <laughs> let y'all mess around. Come on. They're gonna put duct tape on the doors in the hotel room. See who's walking. It's tough though, cause you gotta approach that with like a straight business. Cause whoever gonna take the most serious gonna win that game. It's, it ain't gonna come down to talent and all that stuff. Like you in a whole nother environment. There's there's gonna be opportunities probably to do certain stuff and whoever takes advantage of that time, I think is going to win the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird. Northwestern's a very weird team because they'll be Big Ten championship contenders one year and then, like they were last year, yeah. they have only a few wins, which is weird because they're so off and on. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, you know, you brought up a great point. I think I'm glad that you handle that professionally, and I think that's awesome, and I'm glad that everyone else probably feels the same way. But, uh I'm excited. I'm really excited. I know Nebraska fans have the have the habit of, you know, drinking Kool-Aid before the season starts and all that. But, you know, I always want to say every year it's something different. It's something different. It's something different. It's like Dallas Cowboys fans, but you know. But I'm actually I'm legitimately excited, especially for that Ireland game. So that's gonna be really fun for you guys too. Oh, 100 percent I think I think people should be excited because um from the standpoint of a team like I think we look more like a team than than last year for sure, and I and they say a lot of guys say that last year was probably the tightest team that we had, and like you know if we go to like say we run or we whatever like after like guys are like guys are acting like they really love each other, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's that's hard to find, and especially with all the transfers coming in, like like they're they're meshing so well, and that's and it's different because. You gotta think like you know you got five star four star dudes coming in and they you know with with certain stuff like you can you can sometimes expect them to act a certain way like with egos and stuff like that but that hasn't been the case at all and it's and it's really been a blessing because um that's a whole nother uh stress um lifted off like the the, the locker room shoulders you know because uh, you never want division, and there hasn't been since all these additions. If anything, guys have gotten closer, and when guys get closer, that that uh, results in wins. I mean, you can probably speak on it because you got here about a year ago. Mm-hmm. You've seen it all from the team. I mean, last year and then this year, and how that's all changing. But yeah, yeah what were you saying, Daniel? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you and some other guys, you know, came in last year, the year before. And so they've gone through the same process. And so it's like, well, you know, I just, I got here last year, you know, people accepted me. So it's like, you know, we return the favor. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like uh, too much effort you have to put in. It just feels natural. So uh, it's really good to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, obviously people can say whatever they want. I mean, I'm sure you hear it all. Nebraska fans are crazy like that, but <laughs> you know, you're not, you, you never really know 
like a what someone's going through or b like what's actually going on behind closed doors except if you're a part of the process yourself which you are and so you know obviously having that camaraderie in the team is very important especially with team chemistry and all that and you know people can say this people can say that people can say oh he's cocky oh he's this and um, but we truly don't know. I mean, you do, but um, nobody else that is not a part of that program does it. And hearing those positive things, like, I'm glad to hear that people are meshing well, especially the transfers yeah. and all that, because they brought a lot of people. A in. lot. Like, I look at the lockers and I'm like, dang, like, I don't know. How, like, you know, when guys come in, usually it's like 20 guys for freshman class, maybe, you know. 10 scholarships, 12 scholarships, eight, you know, well, it's different here because there's more walk-ons, but, um, but yeah, usually, you know, there's only a couple guys, I think we added 33, 35, something like that. That's so many. Yeah, so it's like really like a whole, it's like an NFL free agent type thing right now. It's For crazy. Real. Yeah. That's the thing with the transfer portal now. It's like you could pretty much almost just call free agency. Yeah. Because it's, you know. Oh, it is. Yeah, because people can up and leave whenever they want and, you know, it's different now than it used to be like five years ago. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I got one more question. So, you know, you're going to be recovering from a hand surgery. So last year, Casey Thompson, one of the main quarterbacks we got, he also had a hand injury last year. Mm-hmm. How is he doing, you know, uh, with throwing, just like progressing back from an injury? Uh, he's doing good. Um, well, K- Casey's a leader. He's a natural leader. Um, so whether he's in or out or, you know, throwing or not throwing, he's always involved with, um, you know, if we got walkthroughs, he's always going to make, even you know, he going he gonna to snap or he going to do something to uh, benefit the team. So um, he's always involved, and I, I'm pretty sure he's doing good right now. Yeah. And you guys got a lot of depth, too. Um, Crazy depth. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know what, I, I think wide receiver, is that the most stacked position right now? I've or? seen him walk out. To uh, to like we was doing uh drills the other day. They was walking out. I'm like, nah, there's like 30 dudes out here. Like it's crazy. It's like an entire roster. Yeah, as a position group. Even tight ends, we got a lot of tight ends. But uh, we got, I mean, all the new running backs coming in. So we got a lot of running back, a lot of DBs, a lot of DBs. So yeah, I remember seeing like a meme four or five years ago, and it was like. This football player's name is Dakotis Crawford. And I just remember seeing that like like years mm-hmm. ago. And then it's funny that he ended up coming here. Yeah. 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 That's that just shows how deep it runs. Like I forget some of the players sometimes. That there's are, too many. It's just there's, you know, it's, there's so much, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, that's everything we got today on Run the Damn Ball. This has been Daniel Magnuson with Andrew Pfeiffer and Chancellor Brewington. Also, check out Chancellor's podcast coming out this month. What's the word? And uh, yeah, that's everything. We're excited to get that up and running for you. Um, hoping that it'll give you, you know, an outlet to be able to do the things you want to do um, and express who you and, re- and the other athletes really are. Uh, just kind of behind closed doors, and we're really excited to get that up and running. Um, if there's anything else you want to plug, anything else you want to add, go for it. Um, no, but I mean, check out what's the word for sure. Uh, me, Javen Wright, and Noah Fuller Gates. Um, if y'all ever, you know, free on Thursday nights at six, we're on uh, 93.7 FM ticket. Um, other than that, um, I have some merch coming out here soon. 
Ooh, um, tell us about that. What's that? Yeah, so the line is gonna be called the Chancellor, um, and uh, yeah, look, there's gonna be some spinoffs with that, you know, with the name and all that stuff. Um, you got a logo? Yeah, uh, we're in the works of it. Um, it's tough for me because I'm not a big like me, me, me guy. So I have to have my mom and uh, my homie back home handle it because if it was my choice, I would just you know, throw some whatever yeah. on. But I know the fans kind of want to see, like, probably a silhouette of me, you know, hitting someone. I know that would probably go crazy. Or, like, <laughs> Sir Chancellor, or, you know, something something of that nature. But I'm open to ideas. But that's, you know, we're going to have a uh, first little drop coming soon. Awesome, man. What's the word? W, what's the word? It's at W, what's the word? Uh, w and what is capital T and those capital. I mean, it's W. What's the word on Twitter? Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be too hard to find. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just go to Chancellor Groynton's Twitter, and I mean, you'll be able to find that through there too. Yeah. Um, Daniel, did you want to plug any of your merch or? Um, I'm at Big Subway this summer. Oh yeah, shout out to Coffee uh, over by my neighborhood in uh, Clinton neighborhood. Uh, they do a good job over there. Um, I, I can throw in any other ads later. Megan's killed it. But, yeah, yeah, you know. good for Megan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's everything. Run the damn ball.